Hi, my name is Mary Cruz and welcome to I'm So Glad You Asked. Every woman has a story and I want to hear yours. I am so happy to introduce my guest for today's episode, my friend Katie Neary. Katie and I met two years ago at the 40th birthday party of a mutual friend. I have had the pleasure of getting to know Katie the last two years, most memorably going on a girls weekend with her last fall. Having gotten to know Katie and her story, I was so grateful when she said yes to sharing her journey on the podcast. Katie is an extremely brave and courageous woman. After discussing what she would be sharing, I found this quote that really reminded me of what Katie shared and will be sharing. The strongest people are those who are quietly winning battles we know nothing about. Katie, thank you for being here today. The floor is yours. Um, and I, I, I'm, the question is, what is the story that shaped you? Oh, well, first, Mary, thank you so much for having me. This is, this is a pleasure and an honor, and I'm Aww. so excited to be here with you. Um, and, you know, I thought long and hard about my story and, you know, what I wanted to share and how I wanted to share it and my reason for sharing. Mm-hmm. And my reason for sharing really is to hopefully help others and, who are going through similar things and have gone through similar things as me. And I'll start with a quote by my mom, actually. Oh, thanks, and Katie's mom. Thanks, Pam. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Pam. <laughs> thanks, Pam. Um, and, you know, as I was going through my life in this particular period, yeah. she had looked at me and said, Katie, you're not living. You're just existing. Oh, wow. And it just kind of hit me upside the back of the head, like, wow, she's right. And I have yeah. thought about that pretty much every day since she told me. And she said that to me because of the state of the marriage that I was in. Okay. And so, you know, I, I got divorced. Um, you know, unfortunately, one of the statistics of one in two marriages get divorced, and I am one of them. So... I am also. So yeah. you are not alone. <laughs> a, not alone. It's not a great club, but it's it's a club. <laughs> <laughs> we don't get a badge. We don't get a badge. We get some papers and an attorney. Um, <laughs> that's, that's it. That's it. That's all we get. Um, but when I'm, you know, thinking about my journey and being a single mom and you know you go back to how it all started right yep. and i could tell a story of how i was a single mom and financially supported my kids and all that and but it doesn't help with answer the question of the why you know why did you get divorced mm, yeah and it's a story that i feel needs to be told because it can help people right and show that you're not alone and yeah. you can come out the other side and yeah. find love again and be strong and have healthy, happy kids Absolutely. that are thriving, and and you can do it. Yes. Um, I think your story is. I absolutely believe this. <laughs> after what you shared with me, and I'm I'm I don't want to say excited, but I am really grateful you're going to share this with people and whoever listens. Katie, this is going to make this is going to make a huge difference. Oh, thank you. I hope so. And it's not a story I tell often. Oh, you know, most of my you. good friends do not know this story. Okay. A lot of my family does not know this story, and because it's not something you openly talk about. Right. It's not something that you sing from the streets right. and, um, you know, you get the, oh, you're a single mom. And it's like, no, no, I am a single mom. Did, you, <laughs> did not, you get that? I did. You did get that? Or, okay. Wow. You know, you're a single mom or, you know, I, I hated the, oh, I'm a single mom. I can't do this because I'm a single mom. It's yeah. like, no, you can do it because you're a single mom. And I wanted to show everybody 
I can do this and no one's going to stop me because I am financially independent. I am blessed with a great job and I can do this. Um, But it's always helpful to start at the beginning. Do you know Glennon Doyle? She wrote Untamed. Not personally, but (laughs) yeah, she's a personal friend of mine. I will tell you this. She has a podcast called I Can Do Hard Things. And when you just said that too, it always reminds Mm. me because um, she went through a divorce. She's got three kids, but she always says in a bad situation, like I can do hard things. I actually say that to myself sometimes. So when you said that, that reminded me of that, that no, I am, I can do this. Like that's very inspiring. So Continue on, continue. So the best place to probably start is the beginning. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, I was 23 years old. Okay. You know, about a year out of college. And I fell in love with a 32-year-old man. And we moved very quickly and decided nine months in that we were going to move to Portland, Oregon. (laughs) From where? Okay. From Cincinnati, Ohio. Okay. Yes. Totally different. Totally different. Totally different. And I was young in my 20s (laughs) and I thought I knew everything. (laughs) And even though my parents thought I was crazy and all my friends and I didn't, I don't know if anybody thought it was a good idea. (laughs) I'm not sure who I did. But I also wanted to prove everybody wrong. Like, no, you don't know. And I looked past um, flags that were probably already there Mm -hmm. and chose to um, move anyway. Okay. And I was going to show everybody wrong. Oh, yeah. And there were signs of controlling behavior and jealousies before Mm -hmm. we went, but I looked past them and we were going to move to Oregon. Yeah. I was going to be. Oh, Katie. Yes, I get it. (laughs) Yes. Why not? I'm young. I don't have a mortgage. I don't have kids and let's go. So off we went and it it was fun, right? We had a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we went hiking and there was a lot of, wine tasting and beer tasting and just fun. It, it really was. Well, because you're, tw- you know, it's funny, like we are the same age, which is great. And I love being this age. You like being this yes, age? I think forties are fun. It is fun. I really agree I with that. There's like, you have not to joke. I always think of Carrie Bradshaw, <laughs> like you're finally at the point where you're probably established in your career. You have a family, you have, you know, yeah. people around you that you want around you, like good people. Right. You know, right. Your twenties are the opposite of that sometimes. Um, or at least I could say from my experience in yeah. listening to yours now too. It's like, you don't, you don't necessarily think that way. No, yeah. no. You know you're just I mean? thinking in the moment, in right? The moment, like yes. you're not thinking long-term trajectory of anything. Nope. You're just like, this is fun. This yes. is fun. We're going to go to Portland. We're going to move to Oregon. Totally normal. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Everyone does this. Everyone's doing it. So we did that and we did have fun. And I don't want to paint that it was miserable oh, the no. whole time because it wasn't. We had a blast. Yep. We made great friends, friends I'm still with to this oh, that's day. Great. Okay. And it was great. Um, he ended up proposing to me, I want to say a year and a half after we were out there. Oh, wow. And okay. it was a very romantic proposal on the top of a lighthouse on the oh. Oregon coast. I know, right? Um, wow, it's like so that notebook. Like it <laughs> kind of was, uh, but it was, it was, that was perfect. Um, and everything was, was good. And we get married, we buy a house together and it's like, this is good. And there were fights, there were a decent amount of fights and still that controlling and jealousy behavior, but I just looked past it. It was fine. Um, Did you ever think like, 
uh, or not even think, but was it like, oh, this is just part of a relationship? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I had a great relationship to look up to with my parents. That's awesome. They've been married. They just celebrated their 45th wedding really? anniversary. Oh, happy anniversary to your yes, parents. That's beautiful. amazing. I had an amazing dad who spent so much time with us as kids. He coached our sports. He was always there. Um, this will make me cry. Just talking about my dad. <laughs> but, I, can't, I can't wait to meet your dad. Because I have heard about you him. You will meet him. You'll meet him in a couple weeks. I know. Um, it, that's actually really touching to hear though, too. You know yeah. what I mean? That like you have that in your life, but you had that in your life. Yeah. And that it, it wasn't, you had something good to hold on to. Right. Yeah. Right. And you know, my parents, you know, they had little tips, but I never saw my parents like really fight or have, okay. you know, I had a very happy childhood with, mm. you know, two sisters and a brother. We're all still close. We have a family text string. We text each other every day. Um, You're the oldest? Yeah. Okay. That's cool. And we're all still super close. And my that's sisters, awesome. both of them married two amazing men. And mm. so everybody just kind of had these happy, healthy relationships. And I think part of me felt like I had to pretend mine was just like that. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. Yeah. Or that it would morph into something like that. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And I really told myself that for many years. Yeah. And, you know, all this is fine. Okay. You know, all right. You fought. So, you know, what's, what's the big deal? Um, well, but yeah. But, yeah. Well, you know what? I just want to say this too, because I, Okay, let me just give a little context. So when I had started this podcast, one of the things that um, was brought up as an idea is that this could be uh, targeted or marketed to women um, in their 40s in our age, like Gen X, right? Are we Gen X or millennials or whatever we're we are? Zennials. We're, yes, okay. Trapped so in the middle. We are trapped <laughs> in the middle. But it's interesting because you're saying this and I, I Katie, I guarantee there are going to be women hearing this and like listening to their own story mm-hmm. of going to something at the same time at that age because yeah. that's such a formative year, years, like yeah. your 20s. And you're uh, building the plane as you're flying it, if you will. Sure. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like I'm listening to this and I'm like, there's going to be women our age who hear this and are like, yes, I went through that too. Can I hug you through the podcast? But continue. <laughs> so as we moved on through, you know, the first year or so of our marriage, the drinking started to become more and oh, more. Okay. And it was always there, but I was in my early twenties. Yeah. Everybody drinks in their early twenties. So you think, yeah. you know, and as I'm maturing in my life and my, his was just kind of, not maturing yeah, and always going to the bar after work. And that continued throughout our marriage. And there wasn't a single day where I didn't see him drink after work or on wow. weekends. So it became Unless something I specifically that would, asked. Yeah. Okay. So from something that was social and fun mm-hmm. and you guys moving out there and going, you, okay. Mm-hmm. And then it turned into more. Yeah, yeah. That's a big deal. And where it really started to go awry mm-hmm. is one night we were at the movies and this was a long time ago, Mary. We had, you know, <laughs> flip phones. Oh, and like the razor? He this is before the razor. So we're not going to age ourselves, but this is pre razor. Um, he had gotten a camera phone and okay. I didn't have one yet because that was a, pr- that was a big purchase, That's a big right? Deal. That's so, a big deal. 
And he had just gotten this phone and I was like, can I see it? Can I look at it? I'm like, sure. So I looked at it and there's photos. I'm like, okay. So I clicked it and there was a picture of his private area. We'll just say. I'm trying to think of a, a good, yeah. clean word that we could use. Um, a picture of his uh, toaster oven. Sure. Yeah, we'll go with toaster oven. Sure. I'm really sorry that you saw that. That must have been a yeah. total shock. Yeah. And I said, what is this? Mm -hmm. And he said, oh, I took that for you. So whenever you get a picture phone, I'll send it to you. And my first reaction was, that's bullshit. Yeah. But my 24-year-old self was like, maybe there's some truth to that. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's your, like, this and is your husband at the time, right? This is my husband at the time. Okay. So why wouldn't you believe him? Why wouldn't I? Exactly. Why wouldn't you believe him? And I sat through that whole movie thinking, is that a true statement or a false statement? Oh, wow. Should I go outside and get a cab and go back home mm -hmm. and pack my stuff and go back to Ohio? Um, what do I do? And in the end, I chose to just pretend like it never happened. You yeah. know, let's just pretend this never, ever happened. Yeah. I think I'm so sorry that happened. I mean, yeah. that's got a, like a, almost like a, a gut punch. It was. And then I chose just to ignore it, yeah. right? It's like you put cover up on the bruise. Yes, <laughs> you absolutely. Just, you just walk like nothing happened. And a year later, a year later blackberries come out. Oh, I right? remember blackberries, so yeah. Blackberry, I'm like, this is so cool. At this point, I have my own picture phone. Okay. I never got that picture, by the way. Oh, never shit. sent me that. Damn it. I know, right? <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> That's what every oh. girl wants. It's every like floating in the Every cloud. girl wants their man to send them that said nobody but <laughs> when your phone opens and says like hello moto and yeah. then there's a picture everybody yeah. wants that every everybody. girl everybody's just like oh i wish i <laughs> got them every day it's just what it's what every girl is just it's, pining for oh it's a great word pining <laughs> so i was like that's cool it's new blackberry and so i was like can i can i look at it he's like yeah go ahead and on that blackberry were text messages mm -hmm. from a woman oh. with her naked body. Oh, Katie. I and him <sighs> responding how beautiful she is. I'm so sorry. And I went over to him and I said, you know, basically, who the fuck is this? Yeah. Yeah. And he said, that's a crazy girl from work. Oh. We went to a conference. She got my phone number and she's been texting me that. And I was like, well, why the fuck did you tell her how beautiful she is? Right. And I didn't scroll through the message. I think I was shaking so bad. Yeah. I couldn't scroll because it's just what you don't see. Yep. Is better. And I just shut down. Absolutely. And at this point we were trying to have a baby. Okay. okay. And I said, how could you do this? We're trying to have a baby. Yeah. And he said, I swear to you on my grandfather's grave oh. that sh this is nothing. She's psycho. That's his favorite word. She's psycho. psycho. Everyone's psycho. All his exes are psycho. Everybody's psycho. <laughs> um, she's psycho. She won't leave me alone. But yet you're engaging. Yeah. 
Um, and I didn't believe him. I didn't quite believe him. Yeah. But he was also very angry. And I knew better than to take it past a certain level. So I kind of let it go. And he just kept swearing on his grandpa's grave. Like he was angry that he got caught, you think? Like angry that, or just in general, just an angry person? When he drank, the anger would be more. But he was getting angry at the discussion. Okay. And I wasn't going to win it. Right. And I mean, looking back, he was angry he got caught yeah but at the time he was acting like he was angry that i was accusing him of such a thing even though it was pretty much catching him red-handed yes flash forward probably two months okay i'm pregnant oh yeah yeah i was probably pregnant during that discussion (laughs) right right (laughs) right right. right that's when you like found out Um, or like you knew yeah so i was pregnant and I still never got over it. And I still didn't believe him that this was some random psycho girl. And I mean, we all know a bunch of women. (laughs) We all know. Yes, we do. I don't know if anybody who's ever done this, um, or much less never reported it to HR. I mean, the whole thing was just a flag. And I just didn't believe him. The trust was leaving our marriage, which is not a good place to be when the trust is gone. And he was out with a friend and he was out later than normal. And I knew this friend had little kids, okay, like babies, Aww. and he wouldn't be out late. Like yeah. he had twins. Like and I was like, home. there's no way he's out until 2 a.m. with this guy on like right. a Wednesday. Didn't make sense. So he came home and that morning I was like, I'm going to check his phone just to see, mm-hmm. just Un- well, understandably, you- yes, absolutely. And I don't want to come across like I just check everybody's phone. I know. But I needed to either ease my anxiety by showing that there was nothing there mm-hmm. or confirm my suspicions. Well, and also, too, I think that, I mean, at this point, you know, you've been married a couple of years. You're pre- you're newly pregnant, right? Mm-hmm. You're a young woman, yeah. newly pregnant. I mean, mm-hmm. Katie, that's like a, I don't, I I can't imagine anyone who wouldn't do that. I know I would have just like self-preservation, right? You got to take care of yourself and your emotions. And like at this time, like your marriage and like your body, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But his phone is always on the nightstand and it wasn't. And so I looked in the kitchen and it wasn't there. And then I went to his car and it was in his center console. Mm -hmm. And I opened the phone and I found a lot of messages from the same person. Same person as before? Yes. Okay. And he had her under a male's name as a contact. And there were messages like, I had so much fun last night. Oh, no. I love the way you felt. Oh, goodness. Um, some more R-rated stuff. Um, come through the side door this time. <laughs> so it's pretty obvious he had been to her house more yeah. than once. Yeah. Um, I started just shaking. It felt like someone had just punched me in the stomach. And it's weird, you know, how long ago this was. You know, this was 16 years, 16 ago. years ago. Okay. And you can still relive that feeling, that initial shock of, yes. oh, my God. 
And I went upstairs and he was in the shower. And I said, are you fucking cheating on me? Good was, for you. And he said, what? Really? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, what? And I took the phone and I threw it in the shower and I was like, fuck you. I'm leaving. Good for you. I didn't leave. <laughs> that is okay. <laughs> but um, what I did do was I called my sister. Okay. And I'll probably cry the most <laughs> thinking about my Aww. sister because she's. Sisters are special. The kindest person on my planet. Um, both of my sisters are. Uh, but I called my one sister who lived in Southern California at the time. Oh, kind of kind of like you're on the same coast. Yeah, we're on the same coast. Okay. But she was young too. You know, she's younger than me. So she was probably like 23, 24. Yeah. And she was newly married. And I told her what had happened. And her and her husband bought me a plane ticket that minute. Oh. To fly from Oregon to LA. That is awesome. Um, and just out of just out of the goodness of their heart, like they just were like, no questions asked, you're coming here. And so I flew there and I stayed there, I don't know, four days or so. That's and I told my husband that I was going to Seattle. Yep. And I wanted him. I guess just to not be able to find me. Yeah. I don't know. I just wanted to get away and I didn't want him to know where I was. And, you know, did I lie? Sure. But I just didn't want him to well, know where I, I mean, was. I think it's so great. One, that you called your sister and I'm so glad that she was there for you and her husband. And yeah. also too, again, self-preservation, like you, you had to protect yourself. Yeah. And so I went down there um, my sister ended up talking to him on the phone and that was, that's how he found out where I was. Um, oh, he called looking for you. Yeah. And I ended up telling my mom because it wasn't fair to ask my sister to keep this to herself. Mm -hmm. So I ended up telling my mom and I asked my mom to keep it a secret from my dad. Okay. And I did that because I didn't want to hurt my dad and I didn't. Yeah. It was so so strange, Mary, because I didn't want everyone to hate him. Oh, like I I didn't want people to dislike him because I knew I wasn't going to leave. Right, right. And because of that, I knew I'd have to face my family and I wanted them to still like him. This is so much more common than I think you might know. I mean, I read about this all the time that this is extremely common, Katie. Yeah. Is it? Oh, no, it is. And actually, it, like, I'd love to look right now. I'm not going to, but after this, I'm going to send you some stuff that I, I literally had read this the last couple of days where, you know, um, especially with trauma, right? This type of trauma that we experience with, and I don't want to use a label, but I'm going to use the, let me use the label narcissist, right? With a narcissist, like typically, do you think that's like the, or maybe. I feel like he has narcissistic tendencies. tendencies. Okay, so, I would not label him a narcissist. Okay. I would. And I don't like to label anybody, but I, I know I don't like to throw that label around either. I will say someone with these types of tendencies sure. is that it's so common for the people who are, um, who have endured their, um, their behavior, their actions. Mm -hmm. We have a tendency to want to protect them. Yeah. And so it's not uncommon. I just want to tell you that in case you didn't know that it is genuinely not uncommon. I've, I've gone through it myself. So I can, I like, I can feel it in my bones when you're saying this, that like, yes, you wanted, like you're, you weren't ready. You wanted your no. family. You wanted your family to still love him. Like, right. Yeah. Right. It was this, 
it, saying it out loud now sound it, it might sound silly and mm-hmm. it doesn't but i feel like there is somebody else going through this too oh yeah and it's okay to stay it's okay to leave when it's your time to leave absolutely and after i got back from california maybe two days later my grandma died oh and it was half expected half not she had been in and out of the hospital for a while okay and she was so excited to be a grandma so she knew she was gonna she knew she great grandma she she was so excited to be a great grandma yeah so she so she knew she knew as she is in her she as she's your angel Right. Yeah. I, I like to look at it like that. Oh, we can go into other stories about that. But yeah. <laughs> next episode. Next episode. Um, Angels. Next episode. Um, grandma comes back. But she <laughs> <laughs> But we had to go back to Ohio. Oh wow. Okay. And did you have to so you get back from California? Yes. Two days later your grandma dies and yes. it's like you don't even have time to think. So right. you literally have to get on a flight or did you drive? Yes. Oh no, that would be four days. We flew. Oh Lord. Okay. So, yes. Um, my husband and I flew to Cincinnati. Okay. We had to see my family. It was the hardest thing to put them through because yeah. my mom had to look at him knowing what he did while con- like comforting my dad who oh, just yeah. lost his mom yep. and my sister. And my brother-in-law had to look at him mm-hmm. and I was fake being happy. Like everything's fine. Yep. And like his actions didn't just affect me. Nope. They have, they just had this ripple effect. And Absolutely. now I'm putting everybody else in these horrible situations where they have to like, now they have to lie and they have to fake happy. And it's just this huge mess yeah. because of his actions. And yet I wasn't going to leave. I was pregnant. Mm. I was. Were you showing at the time? No. Not um, yet. Okay. I was in like, you know, she could be a little bloated from last <laughs> night's pizza or beer, or she What's could going? be pregnant. We're not sure. Um, <laughs> but we won't but, ask. <laughs> so I was just getting a little bit of a poof, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I was not. I was not okay. showing. Okay. So it wasn't like public knowledge at this point. Everybody knew I was pregnant. Yes. Everyone did know. Oh, okay. I told everybody the day I took the pregnancy oh. test, which I know you're not supposed to do. No, but who wouldn't I, though? I did anyway. You should. Yes. First pregnancy or in your early 20s, you don't even think about miscarriages nope. or anything. It's nope. like, I'm pregnant. Um, so yes, everybody knew. Okay. Um, I was still in my real clothes, all that. That's, so that's so I mean, I would just <laughs> I just want to acknowledge though too, that's a lot emotionally for you to carry. You know oh, I, mean? I was a hot mess disaster. I, I mean, I can't yeah. imagine you're newly pregnant. Uh-huh. You have good news that you want to share. Mm-hmm. But you just went through this like traumatic, traumatic mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And now you're back with your family to mm-hmm. also share their tragedy of losing your your dad's mom. Mm-hmm. Wow, Katie. That's a lot. It's a great summer. Yeah. Oh. But we did go to therapy. Okay, you and your husband. And we decided to work it out. Okay. And I... Learned that the affair lasted longer than I thought. And every time I confronted him with a new piece of information, he didn't deny it. It was just something that he had withheld. Oh, wow. So he had been cheating on me since before we got married. Oh, I'm so sorry. And 
I decided just to stay. He promised it would be different, that he'd be better, that he loved me, and we could be happy. Yeah. And so we had our child, and Mm. he's this perfect little boy, Mm. and we decided to move back to Cincinnati to raise him near family. Yeah. And throughout that, we were in Portland for another, oh, four or five months. And I'm not sure I've told anybody this, okay, okay. but I was on the computer and back then like Craigslist was becoming popular oh, yeah. and I would go on there and see what we could sell and what we could buy. And in the Craigslist history on our account, he had been looking at women advertising themselves. Really? Oh, Katie, I'm so sorry. Oh um, my gosh. And not to clean your house or, you know. Yeah. Nope, nope, nope. Not to sing you a song <laughs> unless you pay for it. But um, not selling a tractor. Like no, nope, no tractor sales. <laughs> but I don't know why I said tractor. I don't either. either but, but like maybe think of they like were they were not selling tractors. That's not what they're selling. Oh, and there were evidence. There was evidence of him messaging these women. Oh gosh. Okay. And I confronted him about that. And he said, oh, no, baby, I didn't really message them. I was just seeing if the messaging function worked. Oh, right. Don't you normally do that? Uh. And I didn't believe him, but I chose to look past it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I did that because I knew we were moving. Okay. And I also knew that I'd have family. And if I chose to leave, I could. Yeah. Um, but I didn't do anything about it. And I didn't tell a soul because I knew that if I told somebody, Mm -hmm. they would make me leave. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what a lot of this is. And I think a lot of women are going through this that, you know, if you tell somebody. Yes, it's real. That it's out there in the ether and then you're going to have to deal with it and you're going to have to leave. But if you keep it to yourself. Yeah. That nobody has to know. No one has to know. And nobody's going to tell you what to do. Oh, thank you. I know that must, thank you for sharing that part of the story, Katie. And I so, really appreciate that. I knew at that time that he hadn't stopped like he said he would. Yeah. But in my 27-year-old brain, it's like, well, that's because of Portland. And once we get away from these yeah. women, there aren't any women in Cincinnati, right? No, there really aren't. <laughs> There are, Mary. There's no, wonderful I was women. Say, <laughs> that was sarcastic. I would say the best women are in the Midwest and in Cincinnati, that in my true. opinion. That is true. The Ohio Valley produces some pretty well, wonderful you, women. Well, you, obviously, yes. incredible. Um, but, you know, we got back home and we had lived with my, we were living with my parents for the first week or so while our stuff came and yeah. closing on the house and all that. Um, and he was getting these texts. And part of our therapy was working through trust. Mm -hmm. And if I felt that I needed to look at his phone, I could ask and he would allow me to look. Okay. And it wasn't something I took advantage of, really. I wasn't wasn't doing that. But I asked, I said, who are you texting? And he said, his friend. Like, show me. And he said, no. Okay. Like, just show me who you're texting. And he wouldn't. And then we got in this fight in my parents' family room. I'm sure they heard. Um, 
And he's like, you're so insecure. You're so insecure that you don't trust me. I'm not showing you. And then I was like, oh no, what did I do? And the you're so insecure came up for years. Um, if I ever brought up the original affair, mm-hmm. you'd be like, God, why can't you get over that? You're so insecure. Gaslighting, right? To- yeah. Total I mean, gaslighting. Yeah. That's awful. And um, there was one where I was like, I'm, I'm so done. I'm going to leave. And he's like, look at you. Who's going to want you? Who's going to want you? <sighs> or oh I would come downstairs after, you know, getting ready for an event or something. Mm-hmm. And I'd get in the car and he wouldn't say anything like you look pretty or anything. I'm like, don't, do I look good? Yeah. Right. Do I, do I look pretty? Every, like, yes. You want to hear yeah. that from your husband. And he'd say, you know, you're pretty like, stop it. You know, you're pretty. What are you looking for? Oh, so God. insecure, Katie. You are so insecure. And then we'd be fighting the rest of the night. And that's kind of how I lived. Um, We ended up having another son um, two years after we had our first. Okay. Exactly two years, almost to the day. Oh, wow. And then um, the bottom dropped from the economy. Yes. And this was in 2009. Yeah. Sorry putting years in context. Oh no, so yeah, I'm, I actually, yeah, I'm remembering yeah, like um, the time, yeah. The, the bottom dropped. Uh, his industry that he works in is very dependent on the economy. Okay. And so he went from making quite a bit of money to not very much money at all. Oh, wow. Um, so times were stressful. His drinking became out of control. There were times where I would wake up in the morning and he'd be passed out on the couch with just beer bottles all around. And I'd have to clean it up really quick before the boys saw it. Yeah. Um, oh. And he just didn't talk to me very nice. I mean, we can just say that. Um, Did you guys talk at all, if you remember anything? Like, or was it just, you know, parenting, <sighs> house stuff? I mean, he wasn't really home a lot. Okay. He would go to work and then go to the bar and then come home late. So it was just kind of me with the kids. Um, and then I'd go to work and come home and with the kids. And I mean, it was okay. just like, boom, 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 boom. Um, and then he'd come home at like nine 30. Okay. Um, so existing, like you, yeah, just, exist. just like, existing. I'm not trying like what your mom yeah, was saying, like just you had- existing, just kind of, I didn't really have a partner. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing, Mary, when I got divorced and people said like, Oh, is it hard being a single mom? I'm like, what changed? Well, <laughs> like, yeah. Now just, that you're saying this, like, it doesn't seem like um, anything changed. If anything, you know, I had shared custody. So every other weekend I got off, it was actually kind of a breather. And that yeah. sounds terrible, but no, it doesn't um, sound terrible. You needed, yeah. you know, when people say, Oh, you parent more as a single mom, like not so much. Yeah. I parented pretty much the same. Yeah. Um, the boys, it's really sad. They don't, have really a lot of memories of eating dinner with their dad okay growing up like they just they just don't um but that 2009 year was pretty bad wow and i remember calling his mom and his mom and i were you know used to be close yeah and telling her how he was treating me and the things he was saying to me and she told me you know he's just like his grandpa and i wouldn't blame you if you left him didn't he swear in his grandpa's life? Mm-hmm. He had a very, his grandpa's grave. Or grandpa's grave. Yes, yeah. right. His grandpa's grandpa's grave. And his grandpa and him were close. 
Um, and I don't really know a lot about his grandpa to go into it. Yeah. But he wore his grandpa's wedding ring. Okay. Um, till he lost it. But mm. we don't know where it went. But um, yeah. Was his mom surprised that you called? I think people can see it. Okay. I think people could see it. And the longer it went on, you know, I'm not, I wasn't going to be the kind, like, yeah. <laughs> like perky, happy person anymore. Um, it kind of wears on, on you. you. Yeah. And I was getting ready to leave. I was going to leave. I was going to do it. And I found out I was pregnant again. Oh, and wow. yeah, <laughs> just great. Uh, don't take antibiotics when you're on birth control. There's the PSA yeah. for the podcast. No, ab- <laughs> so no absolutely. Absolutely. This podcast you know, brought to it's you by sponsor. Augmented. <laughs> I, would, so. I would love a sponsor if anyone um, is out there. Thank you. <laughs> But no, that's real. I actually, yeah. I remember when I was in birth control in my twenties, I remember that very, very clearly mm-hmm. that your doctor. Yeah. And I, I guess, it's, you know, it's almost like you don't think about it, but it's true. Take antibiotics. It is very true. Yes. It is extremely so true it was a surprise. as evidenced by my 12 year old son. Okay. So this little bundle of joy was a surprise. Very much a surprise. And things were kind of getting better, right? We were oh, okay. doing better. Um, Things were getting okay. I mean, they were a little rusty, but they were okay. Um, And then we were watching TV in the basement, um, Breaking Bad. So if you need another sponsor, Breaking Bad, excellent, excellent television show. I've actually never watched it, but I've heard heard it's fantastic. fantastic. Yeah. Um, And I went upstairs to get us some drinks and I came downstairs and he's on the recliner and he has a picture of a naked woman on his phone. Oh. And it's very obviously a text thread. And it's like, what the fuck? Right? <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? And he said, it's porn. It's porn. He said, show me. Yeah. No. If it's porn, just turn your phone and show me. Show me that it's porn. Absolutely. We can move on. Yeah. And it's weird you're looking at porn while I'm just getting drinks, but show me. Just, just show, show me that it's a stranger. Yeah. No. Okay. Went in the bathroom because we had a bathroom down there. And he came out a few minutes later and said, I want a divorce. Um, oh, wow. I'm not happy. I want a divorce. And I begged him not to. So at this point, we had like a one, three, and five-year-old. Yeah. And I was like, don't do this to the boys. Don't do this to me. I love you. And I don't even know where it was coming from, but I was like, please stay. Don't leave us. And he he was eventually, he agreed Mm -hmm. and we stayed married. And I found out that it was one of the bartenders at this bar. He spent a lot of time at, Okay. or like he'd go get takeout from this bar for us. And it was like a bar restaurant. Yeah. And it would take like an hour and a half. And he'd say how busy they were on a Wednesday, you know, mm. and things that I just chose to look past. Cause you weren't ready. And that, that is yeah. okay. And I said, you're not allowed to go to that bar ever again. <laughs> like that would stop him. You know, I'm just like saying it out loud just makes it sound so silly. Like, you know, Katie, that's not going to stop him. Um, but I mean, but I, I said it and I, 
you know, I started distancing myself from the marriage. I started hanging out with, with girls who, you know, we'd go like, like do trivia night or like go like, I'd go party with friends and kind of go out myself just to kind of, I didn't want to be around him. I didn't want to look at him. I didn't want to, I didn't want to be in his bed. Yeah. Um, and once again, I was like, well, let's get out of here because I'm you know, <laughs> thinking like, yeah, we never, you know, we always kind of wanted to live elsewhere other than Cincinnati. We yeah. always kind of felt the world is bigger and we can offer our kids more somewhere else. And the opportunity oh, yeah. came up, um, you know, I, I could advance more in my job by moving here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew that there were bigger things in my career path here in the, in the Chicago area. Yeah than there would be in Cincinnati. And that part of my plan has worked out splendidly. It really has. <laughs> it really it has. It really has. Um, so that part's worked out great. And we decided to move to to Chicago. And also his office was here too. So it was okay. kind of a win-win, right? Um, and you weren't, his company you weren't was, scared. You, want, like, you wanted the yeah, adventure. I mean, you wanted... Yeah, okay. we were five hours from home. Um, his company was here. My company was here. It, it made sense. Yeah. Um, and advancement potential, like it was all there. So we moved here and it was just, and I don't know if any infidelity took place while we were here. I chose just to stop looking Yeah. and um, I stopped looking at everything. I didn't want to look at our bank statements because I knew what I'd find. Oh wow. And I knew if I saw it, I'd really have to leave. Okay. Um, I knew if I looked at his phone, probably what I would find. But once again, no evidence, but I didn't want the potential of me finding something again because I knew that I would leave. Yeah. And at this point we really had like a loveless sexless marriage. Yeah. Um, oh, oh. <laughs> and the drinking was really out of control. And I remember, do you mind if I ask, like, are you like, I obviously we've been out socially together and I've seen you like enjoy like some beer, some wine, but like drinking to you, it is just a social thing. Correct. Like you like, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this is two different worlds. Then like this person is clearly using it to function. Yes. And you like, this is in drinking for you social. I have fun with my friends. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and there's a difference between having two glasses of wine mm-hmm. and stopping. Yep. And then once you start, you can't stop until you fall asleep. Yeah. Those are two completely different animals. Absolutely. Um, and towards the end, I, I printed out a list of um, 11 characteristics of a functioning alcoholic. Oh, wow. And I remember sitting on the bed with him and reading each one and looking him in the eyes and saying, tell me which one of these does not apply to you. And he couldn't like all 11 did. And I was like, you need to fix yourself or we're, we're done. Like, I can't do this. And at this point we were getting ready to go home for Christmas. And my mom knew that things were not good and I was having a time, right? She, like was, you had shared with her some stuff. No, I mean, I think you just tell. Oh, you could like, tell. Oh, okay. I hadn't shared with her anything more um, because I knew her answer would be leave him. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I'm getting ready to leave, right? I'm, I'm, I need to reconcile 
within myself that I can do this. And I think when you have to pretend that everything is okay for so long yeah, and it becomes your norm mm -hmm. and the fake facade that you put on and the happiness and the perfect little family with the perfect little kids, it becomes so normal to fake it that you believe that it's true. Gosh, you must have been exhausted. I was really exhausted. You know, I'm just like listening to that and just like the the things that you, the pile, the, yeah. the, the constant pile on top of each other. And then here's Katie at the bottom, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> because, and I get it because as a mother, first of all, as a woman, I think women, we, we tend to, it's in our beautiful nature to always put people ahead of us, right? But then you're a mother too, right? And you got, you put that out in mm -hmm. people, your friends. So, yeah. Oh. And so it's a lot to reconcile that you can strip it all away and be your authentic self when you haven't shown that mm. to anybody in over a decade. Yeah. And I have apologized to friends, you know who you are, um, about distancing myself from them yeah. when he didn't approve of them. Oh, wow. Or um, not going to certain events or weddings. Um, once again, you know who you are. <laughs> I've said sorry. Oh, Katie, um, I get that. But to be able to peel it back and be your authentic self is really hard. Yeah. And so my mom, <laughs> oh, she took Pam, me, right? Pam. Oh, Pam. We went to the casino. And this is going to probably be a funny story. But <laughs> we went to the casino. And she loves she loves the slots. Wait, Pam. out here? <laughs> no, in Cincinnati. Oh, okay. We went to the casino. And we were going to just play, you know, penny slots or whatever. And then we went to like get a burger and we sit down and I just unload everything, everything from like the lack of sex life in our marriage, um, like probably two, three times a year, you know, wow. um, lack of trust, lack of everything. And I was just like, started bawling at the casino at this like you know bobby flay's burger palace or wherever we were like that's another plug bobby flay oh, but, but these people probably looked over like that woman lost a lot of money like, like Maybe, what happened to like, her they slip you a pamphlet for gambling right like, addiction <laughs> I was like, ma'am. Yeah. Like, Maybe you should get help. I feel like Katie, like if there is ever a book, like if you ever read a book or if there's ever a movie, <laughs> this will be that pivotal moment. No, I'm serious. Like in the movie where you're at the casino and then just, just everything overtakes you and you just tell your mom Balls everything out. at the casino yeah. at Bobby Flay's Burger Palace. At Bobby Flay's Burger Palace. But, you know, and I didn't even tell her everything at that point either. You know, just the, the bare minimum. Just, what you could get out. Just enough where she wouldn't say leave him, but maybe try to work it out. Okay. And then a few months later, like it was not good. Um, at least she had told my dad everything. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, he wasn't really welcome in my parents' house anymore. I mean, it was, it was coming to the end. And I knew I had to make a plan for myself. Yeah. And part of that was buying our house that we were in. Mm -hmm. um, we were renting it. I knew I could afford it. I was making good money. I could buy it. And I contacted an attorney um, to start working through the divorce process. Okay. 
I started going to Al-Anon. And Al-Anon was a lifesaver. I would tell my husband I was going to a nighttime yoga class. And I would go to Al-Anon dressed in yoga clothes. And for the first time, I heard stories so similar to mine. And I was like, I'm not crazy. Oh, no, you are not crazy. And this one woman was there. And I just walked up to her after the meeting and hugged her and just uncontrollably sobbed for probably two to three straight minutes, just sobbing. And I realized that all these people there with loved ones who are alcoholics had the same story and I equate it a lot to a rom-com, right? Yeah. You watch a rom-com, they're all the same, right? Like goofy girl finds the hot guy and then, you know, they fall in love and then a big misunderstanding and then someone runs through an airport or a street and they yeah. fall in love at the end. There's like a formula. There's a formula. Yeah, there's a formula. Every single one. They're a little different. Each one you watch is a little bit different, but yeah. it's the same formula. And it's the same with alcoholics. Mm. Every story is a little bit different, but they're all the same. Yeah. It's the same behavior. It's the same lying. It's the same manipulation. It's the same gaslighting. It's the same, um, you know, a lot of times infidelity and alcoholism go hand in hand. Mm. Um, and there were other issues too that I'm, I'm not going to touch on today. Absolutely, but yeah. A, a lot of things can be traced back to that. Yeah. And through them, I was able to get the courage to file for divorce. And I did it seven days after we closed on our house and the mortgage was just in my name. I made sure that I was the only person who ever made a payment. So I filed before a payment could be made. Okay. So the house would be mine. Um, That's very smart. And I, I had him served while I was on the Metra on the way into the office. And he's like, you planned this. I was like, yep. Yes. Yes, I did. Actually, <laughs> like, you went behind my back. I'm like, yeah, it sucks when someone does that, doesn't it? Yeah. Abs- yes. How does that feel? Does someone go behind your back? Um, but I did it and I'm still in that house <laughs> and um, we're in the process of renovating it. And you've been in our, you have a beautiful house, but you. I have to say, um, I've heard bits and pieces of this story before. And when you shared this with me the other night and just now, and I really mean this Katie with all of my heart, like that is, I'm beyond inspired. Thank you. And I, I want to come up with even a better word than inspired. I mean, I almost, listening to you here, I feel like you genuinely reached into the depths of who you were and you pulled out this strength. And I mean that because it's not easy. Katie, I can't, it, how do I say this? Like, I understand when you're in a relationship, when you're in a marriage, you know, that's a, you're invested. That's a family. Yeah. You know, I don't, I know personally for me, and I can probably say this for you, we don't go into marriage thinking there's an easy way out. No. We go in because we want that family. We right. chose that person. That's our family. Right. And and I'm listening to your story. And of course, I mean, of course you'd want to work. You know what I mean? Like that's your family. Like you yeah. weren't ready. And yes, you can overlook things because that's your family. Yeah. And I, but I'm listening to this and how it's almost like I'm picturing um, a yarn, a ball of yarn. And as slowly as you start to tell your story and you tell your mom and you tell people and you let people see it, you you are literally pulling the strength from your soul. Um, not to give a call back to your grandma, but maybe your grandma helped. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe yeah. she inspired you and you did this. And I'm like, I'm so grateful you shared this because thank you. I cannot imagine. 
I wish I had known you at the time. I'm so grateful I know you now, but I mean, there's got to be a better word than inspiring, Katie. This is like really phenomenal. And you did it with grace. You know, from I'm listening to this, you did it with grace. Like you did it with grace for your your children. Yeah. You did it with grace for yourself. And you did it with, I, I'm feeling that you did it with compassion because it was, it was the time. That's how I'm picking up on yeah, it. Yeah, you, there's no straw that broke the camel's back. Right. It's like, oh, this is, this is it. Um, there were moments that kind of led up to it. But I knew that when I filed, I never wanted my kids to see a disruption in their lifestyle. I didn't want wow. to, you know, make them, you know, have less of a Christmas or less of a birthday. And that yeah. seems shallow, but I just wanted to kind of keep That's everything like as normal as possible. That is not shallow. And that is not shallow at all. I mean, that's, I mean, <laughs> you love your kids. I do. You I love, love you. You love your kids. I yeah. mean, and they're kids, like let them experience being kids. And, um, so I, I have a great job, but you know, Lawyers aren't cheap. No, no, they're not. And I was going to pay for it by myself. I didn't want help from my parents. I didn't want help from anybody. I, I you know, kind of got myself into this mess. I was going to get myself out kind of thing. And I could, and I'm very, very blessed that I could. Um, but I took a second job delivering groceries. And I love that we night, live in a time that there's like so many easy, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm serious. Like yeah. there's options. Yeah. And at night um, when the boys were with their dad, I'd be delivering groceries and on the weekends when they were with their dad, I would wake up at 6 a.m. and deliver groceries to like three or four. That's amazing. And I would just work when the boys weren't there so I could get money for Christmas. Do and you feel like that in a way helped your, um, I think, do you feel like that was part of your healing journey as well too? Like, you know, you filed for divorce, you're doing this, you're doing this on your own. Yeah. Do you think that helped with your healing? Yeah, I think it showed me that I'm stronger than I thought I was. Okay. Um, Absolutely. You know, you like think, you're pulling. Oh, I could never do that. I could never do that. Well, yes, you fucking can. Yes, you, know, you fucking can, people. My sisters and my brother got me a bracelet um, that said, keep fucking going on the inside. Yes. It's inscribed. And I love that thing. And I don't even normally wear bracelets, but I'll put it on and be like, I am going to keep fucking going. And I put it on sometimes when I would deliver groceries. So I'm going to keep fucking going. Cause that's, you know, if anyone does that, that's not no pleasant. Um, <laughs> and I was still, you know, paying attorneys, you know, not making a ton delivering groceries. Um, but, but it was extra, and, and it but helped. it was extra and it, and it helped. That's great. And one night, this is where I cry again with my sister. Um, I checked my email and my sister, the same one from California. California. Okay. Um, had sent me a gift card to Target for a lot of money. And I never asked for anything. Mm, that's incredible. But she helped make my kids have a Christmas that was good, you know? Well, you know, Target has an entrance fee of 200 every time you go in there. You, <laughs> 200 minimum. <laughs> like 200 minimum. Yeah. It used to be 100, but lately it's been <laughs> it's 200. So, I mean, Target's incredible. And that is beyond generous yeah. and i called her and i was like you know thank you so much and she said i don't want you to pay me back we never we never have to talk about this again oh. just take it and give the boys a good christmas um that's love and that's just the kind of person she is yeah just so loving and caring and all my siblings are like that <laughs> I'm not saying they're not. um and i would say i mean you are too you know you guys all are i'm so blessed to have such a good family yeah who 
has just been there for me like every step of the way and i'm so blessed to have great friends who've been there with me every step of the way um even my work <laughs> has been incredible that's so great to hear yeah that you had all that support yeah. and also to work yeah you know because you don't necessarily think of work as being sometimes supportive but knowing that you had a place that helped you grow as a person yes and supported you yeah. all of this change yeah and you know I never, ever wanted to be looked at at work like, oh, sh she's going through a divorce. Yeah. You know, like leave her alone or give her the easy stuff. You know, I never wanted that. Right, right. I always wanted to be performing at the top and showing everyone that I'm just as good as I ever was. And yeah. divorce is something that's happening on my personal side, but this is work. And this divorce does not define me and yeah. don't give me less things to do because I'm going through a divorce, I got this. Yeah. Like, and they did like, it was great. So I love, I'm still with that, that same company and they're fantastic. So that's a testament too, though, you know, especially with everything that's changed in the workforce, like just yeah. keeping good people and supporting them, supporting them through all areas of their life because, you know, work life balance is a thing. It's a big thing and we it should is. have it. It is. Yeah. Um, so would you, okay, so after you <laughs> did divorce, did the divorce take long or, or did, or because with their children involved? Or? Um, it took a little less than a year to go through, oh, which bad. isn't bad. Um, and I mean, I jumped into that dating scene right away. <laughs> just and in. I think, and as shallow as this sounds, I just wanted someone to say I was pretty at that first. not shallow, no. Um, I got a lot of free steak. I got a, lot of, <laughs> got a really nice dinners. I got to taste my way around to the Chicago land area. Um, and I, I think it makes you realize um, what you don't want. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> makes you definitely realize what you do not want. Um, but I would just went on a lot of first dates, right? And a few that, you know, lasted like a month or so. I would say that's actually really um, healthy. Coming out yeah. of such a, I mean, coming out of such a intense, how many years it was of this merit, mer uh, 12? No, it, no. It, it was uh, 14 years. Yeah. I, I say dive in, get all the free steak and enjoy, enjoy <laughs> the dates. I did. I did. Um, and then I... Do you, oh, I have another question to you. Yeah. Do you feel like when you were going on those dates, like you kind of discovered little bits of yourself that you'd forgotten about? Oh, does that make course. sense? Like you're like, oh, there she is. Oh, there's Katie. Hey girl. <laughs> like, you know what I mean when I say that? Yeah. And it's, it's weird because you know, you have to learn how to date again. Oh gosh. And you know, even like kiss somebody new. Yeah. And, um, eventually like someone else is going to see you naked. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. I mean, like these are things <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh, like now I have like stretch marks and C-section scars and like, yeah. I'm not this fit 23 year old who was dating before. Yeah. Um, you know, like everything's kind of gone south mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and, but I'm also dating, you know, 40 something single dads too. Oh. So you know, I'm, I wasn't really going after 20 something year old guys you to begin clubbing. with. No. Oh God. Just the thought of that gives me a migraine. Um, <laughs> That's actually very inspiring. I'm like hearing that. Just like, I could like picture you having a glass of wine, like just talking, just enjoying yeah. being out, enjoying being dressed up, enjoying someone to talk to. Yes. Um, and then I eventually met my now husband, Anthony. Was that 
three and a half years ago? That was three and a half years ago. Yeah. So we just got married last month. Congratulations. Thank you. That's so amazing. Oh, you're glowing as you say. As I, I know. And maybe at some point I'll make this a YouTube, but like I wish everyone could see how just how happy she is just talking about Aww. her husband. He's everything I always wanted and never knew I deserved. Oh, you deserve the world. And, and I hope you know that. He's amazing. Um, and it's funny because they say you marry someone like your dad. Mm -hmm. And the first time, not so much. But the second time, it's kind of weird because sometimes Anthony is so much like my dad. <laughs> it's creepy. <laughs> and, you know, they're both a middle son and they're both half Italian. And they're oh. both like, they both love history. And um, there's a lot of them. You know, there's a lot of coincidences between the two, that's but cool. that's okay. But they're both really good dads too. Oh yeah. And Anthony, um, he has full custody of his two daughters. So they live with us full time. And so we have five kids with that's, us. That's incredible, and Katie. We've, you know, made it work. We've lived together for a little over a year now. Okay. And... You know, we got used to it, you know, we've gotten used to it. The kids, they're starting to fight like siblings, that's which awesome. is cute. And you know, we're like, oh, they're fighting. That's cute. <laughs> they have popcorn. They have a text string between themselves and oh. they have like a secret society. And oh. they uh, they're always playing video games together or outside making up stuff. And they're really getting along like siblings. It's really great to see. And you guys have this beautiful family. I've, I can, I mean, I've seen it. You both are incredible parents. It's just, Thank you. it's, I'm so, I'm grateful that at this time in life that you guys came together. Thank you. And I know you because of Anthony. I did that. Yes, yes, exactly. Like it was, I know I, I touched on this at the beginning, but it was July of 21. Okay. I'm trying to, I know the last yeah. couple of years have melded together, to be honest with you. So like there was a 40th birthday party at the boat basin by my house. Yes. And I remember I had met Anthony a couple of times before and I just really enjoyed him as a person. I was just, I enjoyed him as a person. We're both Italian. We <laughs> bonded over that, but he's just like, he's just a good person. Yes. You, know how, you know, there's just good people. Yeah. Like who they're good humans. Yeah. And I was so excited because um, I had known a little bit of what he had gone through too. And then when you came to the party, I got to meet you and I was, I mean, Katie, I was so excited to meet you. And just knowing, you know, I mean, I think in life, especially like, um, my husband always says this too, and I appreciate it is, you know, people want companionship. They want a good partner. They want family, yeah. you know, and when you find that it's a gift, but yes. you also have to, you know, nurture that gift and love that gift. And mm -hmm. you guys absolutely do like you do. And it makes me really happy. And I just, I feel like just, you have a beautiful new chapter ahead of you guys. And I'm really Thank excited. You. Yeah. That's right. You guys got married a couple of weeks ago. No, we a month did. ago. We got married we August 31st. So it's weird to think it's October, but yes, that was a month ago. So I guess this is like our one month. <laughs> Happy one month. Thank you. We made it. <laughs> um, not to be cliche, but do you feel like at this moment, at this time in life, right? You have, here, I will say this. I hate the term, get over it. I think I said that on another podcast. I actually hate that term when people say, get over it. Yeah. You actually have to go through things and yeah. process things and get in that mud and feel that pain to yeah. grow. And you have. Yes. And now in this moment, do you feel you are living? Yes. You do. That's a really. You know what I mean? Do I put it? Yes, I am. And I'm not going to say that I'm completely healed. I'm not. Oh, no. Um, That's a lifetime I journey. I still have a lot of anger. I still have a lot of sadness. Um, 
and I'm you know still in therapy working my way through it. That's but incredible though. Just because you leave doesn't mean the pain goes away. No. You know, just because you get divorced doesn't mean that all the emotions go away. Yeah. You know, I'll never forget that feeling of finding those texts. Um, and I don't think that I should, right? No. I think it's shaped who I am. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, it gets less and less, but I, you know, I'm still, I'm still it's working a, my way through it. Well, I think too, I mean, how, like whatever you follow or, you know, the things that you read, um, healing truly is not linear. Have you heard this before? That mm -mm. healing is not a linear path. Yeah. You're going to have moments where you are like, this is incredible, man. I have grown so much and I don't feel it. And then there's going to be moments when you feel that pain like it was yesterday and you revert back. And that's what it means when healing is not linear. However, you do heal. And healing is a lifelong journey. I think I'm yes. not trying to sound morbid, but I mean, the day we are healing is complete is the day that we are no longer here on earth, right? Like, because we're, oh, we're, agree with that. you know what I mean? Like, because we will always be learning and growing yeah. and we take, I believe too, and I touched on this in the first podcast, you know, trauma manifests and, um, your pain when it's stored in your body somewhere for women, it, it manifests. I mean, have you ever felt that it manifested in any kind of weird way? Like, or have you ever given thought to that? Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, I had horribly crippling anxiety. Yeah and just horrible crippling anxiety. And I would have panic attacks out in public. I would have oh, panic gosh. attacks at work where I just felt I couldn't breathe. Mm -hmm. I went to the hospital once thinking I was having a heart attack. And was that I was when having you were a here panic in attack. Chicago? No, this was before we moved. And it was all this stuff just kind of building and building and building and building. And after the divorce, you know, I gained a lot of weight, unfortunately, and that it's coming off. It's trauma um, though. It is trauma. Yeah. I believe it's trauma manifest. I really and believe that. I, every time I lose a pound, I say I'm releasing one yes, pound. Yeah. I'm not just losing it. I'm releasing it Good because it, I know what it's from. Um, you hold on and you hold on and you're stressed, you know, your body's stressed and it doesn't know what to do or where to turn. So it just kind of holds on to everything yep. in trauma mode and preservation, right? It's trying like, well, maybe something bad's happening. I'm you know, going back to like this. the, you know, those, ancient caveman days where like it, maybe the famine's yeah. coming and just holding on to stuff. And so yeah. I'm releasing the weight. I'm releasing, you know, the scarring with every pound Absolutely, and it feels good. Um, and I have a man who loves me no matter what I look like. You have a partner. I do. You I, like legit have a partner time in my life. I have a partner and who's like your cheerleader. He is, you know, and it was hard for me to even let go because he would do things for me and do things for like my kids and his kids, whereas I had always done everything. And it was hard for me to relinquish that yeah. in the beginning, like letting someone else do something because I had always done it. Yeah. So how do I let someone else do it? And yeah. I had to learn to be okay with that. I had to trust somebody again. And that is 100% therapy and my therapist who taught me how to trust again, because without therapy, I never would have Anthony. Oh, I'm such a proponent I for therapy. never would have been able to trust anybody again. There's no way. There's no way. Yeah. And through therapy and truly being able to trust somebody, I have, I have the best man in the world. So sorry, ladies. He's <laughs> but 
Um, well, no, it's true. When you, when and you, for anyone out there who is listening and, and maybe is in a similar situation and not knowing what to do, you have to help yourself first. It's kind of like putting the gas mask on yourself first. That's so true. And there were times when I didn't do that and it was, it was felt It's a ripple effect through the household, right? Like if mommy is not well, nobody's well. And I had to learn how to take care of myself and how to heal and how to be in a long-term relationship, which takes time, right? Um, to be able to fully give your life to someone again and meld your life with someone else with such a degree of trust Mm -hmm. and understanding is difficult. And you can't do that on your own after recovering from a traumatic experience. You can't talk your way out of it. You can't read a self-help book. You can't, you can't, but that can't be your only thing. You need, you need a tribe. You need friends, family, therapy. And, you know, if you're dealing with an alcoholic, Al-Anon is a great, you know, place to go. I appreciate that you shared that about Al-Anon. I do hope that that inspires if someone is going through that for them to reach out and go to an Al-Anon meeting. And my oldest son goes to Alateen. He does those virtual meetings. That's great. um, Where he can go to Alateen. And for the first time he saw kids who were going through something similar and it's really helped him a lot too. And all of my kids are in therapy as well. Um, Anthony, (laughs) all five of our kids have the same therapist. I love, And so we have like a standing appointment. We Rochambeau between the kids. (laughs) So she's phenomenal too. But when you look at all the steps you have to go through to leave somebody when someone says, well, why don't you leave him? Why? Oh, I just, I'd leave him. If someone did that to me, his ass is grass and he's out the door. It's not that easy. It's not that easy. When there are kids, there are, you know, there's a family. It's not, you can't just like kick someone's ass out the door. There are feelings. There is a lot. There are finances. There's so much that goes into filing a divorce. It is messy. It is lawyers it is filing motions it gets nasty it is emotionally and physically draining it is not just like oh well if i did that i can you know people can talk a lot um like why didn't you do them before i would have left them before it's like it's not that easy it's just no not and so if anyone is in that position where something bad is happening in in your marriage regardless of what it is it's okay to sit where you need to sit for a minute or to get a plan. And you have to have a plan. You have to have a solid financial plan. You have to know where you're going to live. You have to know how you will pay your bills. You have to know who's going to be there to help you because it's not a one person thing. It is many people coming together to help you through it. I think um, when I do the show notes for this, I will put a link for Al-Anon. Yeah, you should. I will put a link for Al-Anon in this to let people know that if this, they, they've never heard of it, this is something that they can get help through. Yes. Um, so thank, I really and appreciate it's free. You. It's, and it's Alateen. free. I'll put Alateen, Alateen on there too. too. Yeah. Um, Katie, I, I have some questions. Oh. Are you ready for some of the question, the I, question round? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> no, you're ready. <laughs> um, okay. So what has your story taught you about yourself and about life? Yeah. Um. I've learned that life can be really beautiful and there is so much to life and I've learned to live and not just exist. And I've learned that there's so much to look forward to. You know, Anthony and I were talking the other day about 
you know, our grandkids and are we, we're going to like walk up, you know, walk to downtown Geneva and like get them ice cream or like, you know, we have these like silly little talks and they all involve the future and growing old with each other and oh, traveling the world and just loving each other and our family. And it's all about our family. Like all our talks in the future about like being with each other and being with our family and what that's going to look like. Family is everything. And I've learned about myself that I can do hard things yeah, and I can trust again. Yes, you can. And I never knew if you're like, Oh, you're strong. I never saw that about myself. I just saw, I knew I had to do this and I did it and it's done. Um, and when people say like, Oh, you're so strong. I never thought of that. Cause I just knew my kids needed to see how a man should treat a woman. Yeah. And yeah. to me, I had no other choice but to leave. And I've learned that I can do it and I can do hard things. Well, it almost, I almost hear too that like, not only can you trust other people, and I hope you don't mind me saying this, but I hear that there's, there's substance behind that trust, meaning you can also trust yourself. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, you, like, I can trust my judgment. And, you can trust your judgment. You can trust who you are because mm-hmm. you've like done so much work, but you can trust. And like, yeah. there's like, there's substance behind that. Um, okay. So my last question is this. <laughs> How does your story inspire you to show up in this world? <laughs> I'm big on showing up. Does that showing like, up. like yeah. I just, I, in my, like my journey, the idea of genuinely showing up for people is a big thing for me. Like, yeah. how do you show up? So yeah. like, I'd love to know from everything. So now this, this, this journey you've been on has been almost eight, 18 years, 19 years. How do you show up now? Like you have to, you know, yeah. you got this new chapter. How do you show yeah. up? Well, I show up every day for my kids. Yes. Right. They have seen a mom, especially my older two, because they knew about the grocery deliverings. And my kids have seen a mom who has worked her tail off to support her children Mm -hmm. and to do it by herself. And I hope they take from it that, you know, whomever they marry, um, be it, you know, a wife, a husband, whomever, absolutely. Um, whomever they choose to love will have that same independence fire to them. Mm. Um, And I hope they see how Anthony and I love each other and treat each other and have created a home full of love and safety. Oh, safety. And I show up every day to create that family unit for them so they know that they are loved and they are safe. Katie, I I think we should dedicate this episode to your family. Oh, 100%. All right. This episode is dedicated to your beautiful family. (laughs) Yes. That's amazing. That's amazing. And I mean that. I mean, that's no easy feat, but you do it. And I mean, I appreciate it. I, I, I don't know. I've just, I have such a different, this has meant so much to me to do, Katie, because I have this, I feel it's a gift because I have the honor to know you on a whole new level. And I mean, I really mean that. That means a lot to me because women have to, women, I want to be a woman who supports other women. Oh, you and are. I, and I don't want to ever say women should support. Women should do, you know, we should all do what we need to do. Right. But when, I think that it's so hard in general. And women, like, we're really great. We are really, really wonderful. Um, 
creations, I yes. would say. We are complex. We are layered um, in a really beautiful way. And even when there's like destruction, there's like beauty in the destruction sometimes because we can always rebuild. Yes. You've absolutely rebuilt. And it's- I have. You know, and it's, um, there's beauty from the ashes. And I always think too, it's a a beautiful thing to honor and acknowledge. I don't ever like how I talked about before. Like, I don't like the, when people say you have to get, you have to get over it. I also don't like the idea of like dismissing, you know, oh, that was nothing. You know what I mean? No, honor and acknowledge that- that was a hard fucking time. That was a hard fucking time. And I'm going to acknowledge that was a mess. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, <laughs> I was a mess. And I, was, I, was, and I can I was say that too, like, like we've gone through times where we were just a fucking mess. And yeah. instead, instead of dismissing it and saying, oh, whatever. No, like acknowledge it. Because yeah. once you acknowledge it, you can also acknowledge like what you said, that life is beautiful. And then there are beautiful times ahead. I love that you said that, you yeah. know, and I, I can picture you guys getting ice cream. Like in Geneva, I was like, like, I can picture you wherever you retire, your villa in like, you know, Lake Como or wherever. But I appreciate that you said that. And I think the more, and I'm hoping one of the things I wanted this podcast to do in general is for women to be okay with saying, I'm having a fucking awful day. Yeah. You know, and that's not something you hear. How are you doing? Fine. It's always fine. fine. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I'm good. good. I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. Even though your world is crumbling because a lot of times People ask and they don't really want an answer either. No, they just want to check in. It's just a cordial, hey, what's up? Yeah. Nothing much. And if somebody says like, oh, I'm having the rough time, how many people out there really want to engage and listen to you? You know, how many true friends out there can you say, actually, I'm not having a good day. Like I'm drowning. And how many of those friends would be like, okay, let's go get some coffee. Mary, yeah. you're probably one of those people oh. that you could call and I could say, I hope you do, Katie. Not well. I want, <laughs> like, I, I, do I you mean need that. something? If you yeah. ever needed that, please, like your kids are, your kids are grown, but if you ever needed help with any of that, call me. Yeah. I would be happy to say, if you're having a fucking awful day, I will meet you. You want to go for a walk? Let's go yeah. for a walk. And those are the friends you need, right? Yeah. Um, and the ones that you say, oh, I'm having a bad day and go, oh, I'm sorry. And, <laughs> and then they send like a meme. Yeah. Not you, I love memes. Don't get me wrong. Have you seen my new Lululemon leggings and my yeah. Stanley? You know, and they just kind of <laughs> pivot back to themselves. <laughs> think about what, and, and then also think about what you want to share with those people to yeah. begin with. And there are oh. good surface friends. Yep. And that are great to have at parties and everything. And then there's like your friend friends yeah. that you can share everything with and tell everything to and are always there for you. Um, you're tried and true. Like I'm still, I text every day with my college roommates. Um, there's four of us. We text every day. Um, be it things about our kids, be it random stuff. Um, that's great though. Be it anything, funny memes, anything. We, we still stay in touch. And those are the tried and true. Those are the ones. And there's other friends too. You know who you are, but (laughs) there are are other people too. But you know, when you look at like long-term friendships, and that you can tell anything to, those are, those are the best ones. And um, as women, it's hard to come by because I have a teenage stepdaughter and, you know, girls are catty. Mm-hmm. Girls are awful. We are awful. <laughs> oh, like my teen boys do, it's almost like they go to a different school because the drama on the female <laughs> side and then like the lack of drama on the female side. So it's like, like, how was your day? Good. Anything exciting happened? No. And then the girl's like, how was your day? Oh my God, there was a fire drill. And then so-and-so broke up. And then I think there really was a fire. And you know, like, <laughs> and like all this drama layers and girlfriends and boyfriends and yep. breakups and drama, drama, drama. Um, and it starts there. And it, you know, there's adult women who are just as 
catty and and you know what and i'm not trying to get too deep on you but i often wonder if it's because they've never felt safe to be that person because like does i mean i'm even more inspired to trust more too because i can tend to be a very private person but then i'm like i was funny like the last couple i don't know if it what what it was this year just maybe turning 44 where i've just not that i've not been my genuine self but i've decided that like if i'm really having a shitty day i'm just going to tell somebody and i can't (laughs) I can't help with their response. Like I'm not right. going to base how I feel on their response. And I'm just like the other day I was just um, having a, a hor- I was having a horrible week last week and it was nothing. It was just, was it the moon? I don't know. It was it a hormones, who knows, but <laughs> it was a combination. And I remember I had a text a friend about rescheduling something instead of just saying like make, not making something up, but saying something surface. I was very honest. I said, I am not in a good space. You know, I am not doing really well. And can we please reschedule this? Because I was just like, I'm going to be really like brutally honest. And they were yeah. like, they literally wrote back, thank you for telling me that. Yeah. And I've decided I'm going to start doing that going forward. Again, I can't, not, I would never want to base how I feel on people's responses. But I think in general, like I'm going to start doing that more. And now you've inspired yes. me to, to yeah. more to trust. Like, I think when you throw out trust, you know, and, and you show people you need them sometimes, like you want to rely on them. Yes. They love that. And I... Yeah. Oh man, I could talk. I mean, Katie, would you ever want to come back and do, here's one of the things I'd like to do. I'd like to do a round table of women friends. Would you be interested at some point? Oh, of course. You know, just getting yeah. um, some girlfriends together. We would come up with topics, but I, I think it's important because I, you know, there's a million things we can touch on, but I'd love to do a round table. That'd be awesome. Because yeah. How, so how are, I want to touch in with you. Like, how are you feeling after this? I, there was a lot and <gasps> I appreciate you sharing. <laughs> I, I almost feel it was a gift. Relieved, Katie. like just a cleansing. You, like okay. you kind of get it all out there. It's not a story. I said at the beginning, this is not a story I tell. So I thank think you. my family and friends will listen to this and be very surprised by some of the things I said that they had no idea about. Yeah. Um, thank you. But I'm really glad I shared. And the whole reason I did it was to help somebody out there who's potentially going through the same thing. Oh, you will. And the whole time I went through it, I really genuinely thought I was the only one in the world going through this. Mm. All my friends had happy marriages. Yeah. All my family had happy marriages. I was the only one going through this. And the best I could do was keep it hidden, no matter what. If I had to lie for him, I lied a lot. I lied a lot to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, how to keep up appearances, how to make everything seem perfect because their life was perfect, yeah. even though, you know, no one's life is perfect, but I know what you, you mean, know, though. they have happy marriages. Everybody around me has happy marriages. I'm the only one that's suffering. Um, no one else cheats. Who's cheats? Nobody. Um, and there'd always be like this random story, you know, from this, <laughs> from, oh, you know, yeah. the city that you'd hear a neighborhood of like, so-and-so cheated. It's like, oh my gosh. And then that's all anybody talked about. Yep. I'm like, I don't want to be that person. No. It's going to keep it to myself, keep it to myself, keep it to myself. And I don't really go around sharing it. People know some of it. I'm very picky with who I choose to share it with. As you should be. Um, right. Because as, you, as you never know. Yeah, yeah. You never know. You should protect your energy. I exactly. That and that's why, you know, it, I'm selective still with what I'm sharing and this is not the whole story, nor will I share the whole story. Nope. Because it's your story to share, Katie. Correct. And the meat of what I shared here today was why I left and how those events can shape you 
and it's okay to not leave right away. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not, I'm not going to endorse lying, but I understand if you're in a situation where you find yourself lying or saving face to paint your family in a good light. I, I get you. I understand where yeah. you're coming from and it sucks. It fucking sucks. Yeah. But there are other people out there going through it and you can come out the other side. You need a, you need a plan and a tribe and you can come out the other side and you can find you're happy. You can. Oh, Katie, thank, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for this. I, I'm so grateful for you. I am grateful that um, you felt safe to share this. I didn't mean that. Like, I know oh, safety is a big thing. Yes. And like, we all should be protective of our, who we choose to share our words with in our life and our yes. heart. Um, and that's not a bad thing. Boundaries are actually a pretty beautiful thing yeah. I've learned. Um, and, and I am a very private person. I, um, oh, I know. You know, I'm I not doing this for likes or no. follows. All of my social media is private. Yep. Um, I'm not, I, I don't have a, TikTok or anything. I, I don't want followers. I don't want branding. No. I want nothing from this other than awareness. That's it. Um, and you are going to bring awareness. And I am going to share in the show notes, the Al-Anon, the Alateen, and um, anything else that I can think of for women who need support. Um, I want to say thank you for listening today. And I hope that um, everything that Katie shared helps you feel supported, seen, and heard. If you have a story to share, please submit to I'm so glad you asked podcast at gmail.com. Please follow me on Instagram at I'm so glad you asked podcast for updates. Although I'll be very honest with you, I'm terrible at social media, which is a, probably a good thing. So I'm hoping that this podcast gets out by word of mouth. Um, I'm so glad you asked as part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. And this episode of I'm So Glad You Asked was edited by Josh Finfrock.